Hey guys, this is Arun. This is Shiv. This is Chaitan. This is Amender. And this is Abby. And welcome back to Who Got Next, episode 56. Um, so today we have a lot to talk about. Um, for our first topic, something sad. Uh, we had a player go down a few days ago with a ACL injury. Jamal Murray is done for the 2021 season and will definitely miss the postseason. Um, I was super high on the Nuggets, and Jokic has been playing lights out all year. Uh, the Nuggets started the season uh, very rough. They were losing games, but it was it was because of, you know, players were hurt, um, COVID protocols and whatnot. But right now they were hitting their stride. They uh, acquired Aaron Gordon at the at the trade deadline. Things were looking good. But a few nights ago, Jamal Murray um, driving into the paint uh, landed or he was awkward position with his knee tore it and now the nuggets are missing their star point guard and they definitely need him to have a successful postseason run but hey they could still make some noise still got jokic still got gordon still got pieces mpj will barn but they're they're gonna be missing their star point guard um jetan what are your thoughts on uh the nuggets and them missing jamal murray for the rest of the season i mean just like you, I was high on the Nuggets as well because I was expecting Michael Porter Jr. to be yep. to the next level and then Jamal Murray to rise to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, start of the season, okay start, not great. You know, Joker was the main focal point just as mm-hmm. he was last year. It was kind, It's kind of weird because last year they also started off slow because Jokic was out of shape. This year they just all started they – they all looked out of shape and slow. Other than Joker. So, given that, and all the players they lost, they were pretty much the same team. Without, like, adding Aaron Gordon just gave you a hyper athletic player, just like Jeremy Grant, uh, to put into, to put into your lineup. So, like, they're pretty much an even keel, losing Murray now for what is going to be, until 2022. Yeah. So he's yeah, not coming back. It, he's probably going to, if you just do like the, like what, at least a year. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That's at least February, March. That's pushing it. Yeah. February, March is pushing it. The, at best is he's going to come back right before the playoffs next year. Yeah. So like you've lost the play. So now it's, now you it's strange because, you know, you just traded away a couple young guards for Aaron Gordon. So, you know, your your guard play suffers a little here. Definitely a lot. And then, you know, last they year. Just, just, just before you go, my bad, but they just signed Austin Rivers for what's that, for whatever that's worth. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, go ahead. I, I saw that as well. Um, But, like, you, you know, you trade away a couple of your young guards. You've been, like, moving in and uh, talent in and out of your roster. You know, you never really accounted for, like, an injury to one of your star players. Like, do we know, who? like, last year, Mason Plumlee was backing up Joker. If Joker goes, gets hurt this year, like, who's who's his backup? That's JaVale. Oh, wait. Is it JaVale? Yeah, it's JaVale. Yeah, they got yeah, JaVale. JaVale. Yeah, but, but they, they didn't have him this – they didn't have him until the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So as good as like we we enjoy seeing the Nuggets roster, we we've seen them put in and out young players ever since Melo left. You know they've been very good at building a roster. Yeah. And this year you 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 see Murray go down. And you're like, okay, well, how are you going to replace the production from Murray? You know Michael Porter Jr. As good as he's been, he's only been good. He's not been great. Like where's that extra guard play going to come from? And, like, moving forward, you know, you just said they signed Austin Rivers, but Austin Rivers is, you know, as as good of a marksman he is, you know, he's not Jamal Murray who can go off any point of the game. So that that's one. And then the second thing is who is going – which young player is going to step up? Because – uh, uh, Chaitan, you tell me. 
What do you Monte think? Morris. Monte Morris got to step up. P.J. Dozier got to step up. Will Barton definitely could step up. Uh, They still have, what's his name? Um, I don't know. They don't have uh Gary Harris no more. They traded. Yeah, Gary Harris, he's a magic. He's a magic. I, I think they, it's so, it's going to be, they're not going to be able to replace Jamal Murray and his production. There's no way. Exactly. And that that's going to be the biggest thing here is now, you know, they, they could have posed a threat to teams. Now everyone's just looking like, hey, we get a matchup with the Nuggets. We're winning that matchup. Mm-hmm. Like a Joker can get his. Can anyone else? Probably. Yeah, Jamal not. Murray's a beast in the postseason, man. You know what I love about this? Obviously, I don't love anything. Like, I let me rephrase that because obviously Jamal Murray going down, that is awful. We all saw what he did last in the bubble, and it was phenomenal. What I will love, what I do love about this scenario, that's a better way of phrasing it, is all the people that want to see the true Aaron Gordon, here's your chance. <laughs> so if Aaron Gordon, like, yo, listen, he said, yo, I want it out of Orlando, blah, 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 whatever. And they made the, they made the playoffs the last two seasons. Obviously, this year, injuries were ridiculous. But he said he wanted to be in a winning situation. I bet. Here you go. You are now – Michael Porter Jr. is obviously now the second guy. Clear as day. Mm-hmm. This MPJ show, let's go 20 shots a game. He got to be the gunner. But now, in my opinion, third guy, Aaron Gordon. They traded basically their young talent and picks for you. Here it is. So what is that real Aaron Gordon like? Oh, I know what the Aaron Gordon – what the real Aaron Gordon is. I've seen it. Yeah, what is he? He is a – Can he score? He is a more athletic but not as good Draymond Green. That's what he is. So he can't score. He doesn't have the – I don't want to say intelligence because obviously you never want to judge a player's intelligence. He's not an alpha. He's, not, he's just not an alpha. He's a good role player. He's a great yeah. role player. Yeah. He was picked fourth overall. The Magic saw the talent. He had all the talent in the world. We've seen the dunk contest. We've all seen the dunk, count, dunk contest. Man is a freak of nature. His shooting is average or below average at best. No. He really does not have a post game. He doesn't have great handles. He can – play great defense and he can do a lot of different things good to average that's what he is he is not a star he was drafted to be a star but he never became one here's his chance jeremy grant he went to detroit and i understand detroit is trash but he is showing that he is way more than what he was last year or what he's been in his career so iron gordon here you go jamal murray that's at least what 15 to 20 shots gone so someone got to take those shots. Aminder, thoughts? Yep. Um, Lord, I just want to say that and him going out is obviously bad for the team, but it gives other players more room, more freedom, I guess, to put up points, score more, and be a more of a team role players, I guess you could say, like MB. MPJ as well, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, you got Joker's gonna be Joker, and then I know you guys are like guys are talking about Eric Gordon and everyone, but I don't know. I feel like he like I agree with what you're saying about him being a he. This is his chance to be a star, but I don't I don't know about that. Like he he has his on and off days. I I have more faith in what's his name, Michael Porter Jr. than Eric Gordon. I'll be honest. Yeah, okay. I, I, I just like like I'm saying it's it's just like literally it's just whoever's gonna take his spot and then them signing what's his name uh, Austin Rivers, yeah like it is a good pick he's good defensively he can guard um but point wise I don't, I'm not too sure but is he gonna be starting I definitely I doubt that so I mean we're just gonna have to see like like the first few games without uh Murray and see how they do yeah listen this team. With before Murray went out, eight and two in the last ten games, they were on a roll. First were, seven yeah. games that I think that uh, since Aaron Gordon got traded to them, they were undefeated. Right? We all know yeah. this team is young. It, it has a lot of potential. We saw glimpses of that of the future um, for that team last year in the playoffs. Um, that 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 team has unlimited potential, right? But I'm gonna just state the obvious and, and say that even if Murray didn't go down. Um, I know Shaytan had very high hopes for this team, but I don't think anyone here 
have them making it to the finals, making it out the West. Um, so okay, so that's a good way. That's a good transition. So obviously we spoke on Jamal Murray. So now let's just go through as of right now the playoff teams. Obviously Utah won, Phoenix two, Clippers three, Denver currently is at four. We assume they're going to slip. The Lakers are five, and obviously we don't know. We'll get into that. Like LeBron eighty, Portland is six, Dallas is seven, Memphis is eight. Who can Denver? Who can Denver still beat? They can beat. They can beat the Trailblazers. Really? Um, without damn, that's okay. Without okay. Jamal Murray, they can still beat Portland. Okay. Trailblazers have a lot of great uh, talent, but I just for just stuff. I, I just they've never really given me any reason to have faith in them. You know? I, I understand. I got you. Um, I don't think that, they can beat Dallas now. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. They can definitely beat the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, so I Grizzlies and Gordon has to take on a, 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 a he has to take on more. Um, he he needs to. He's not really a great ball handler. Like, I, I I don't know what his role. Like yo, he's a great complimentary player on an already great team. But like you said, he's basically like a Draymond. When the rest of the team does terrible, he's not going to be that player to help them out the run. He he's he's like you said, Abby. He's, he's basically a Draymond. So no, I don't. But, but but he's he he is a more athletic. But he is not as savvy as Dr- Draymond. Got all the tricks up up the sleeve. He does not have that. Yeah, Draymond is the focal point for that team in terms of morale. Um, I, I don't know what Aaron Gordon brings to the team, but I still think Denver can. I, I still think they have a chance of beating them in a seven game series. I think they can beat the Trailblazers, and I think they can beat the Grizzlies. I don't think they can beat Mavs, Utah, nobody else. Um, with the with a healthy Jamal Murray, I'll give over the Clippers. I'll give the Nuggets the edge. Yeah, bro, yeah. we saw that last year, and yeah. you know, I I would put I would, with a healthy Jamal, I think they could take almost out. I think they can yeah. take anyone in the West yeah. except yeah. Lakers. Probably Phoenix. I, I yeah, I was gonna say Phoenix, but I I, we, I we think they could take Phoenix too with a healthy squad. Haven't seen in the playoffs yet, so I just want to see how that plays out. But yo, Abby, I wanted to go back. Lakers are a uh, fifth seed. I remember maybe a week ago or a couple episodes ago, <laughs> you said that you would be shocked if Lakers even won two games in what the next ten games. Okay, hold on, hold on one second. Something like that. Abby. One second, one second, one second. There, Lakers please. Are beating the Brooklyn Nets. One second, <laughs> one second. Of the games, I said, let's just go through it. LeBron got out. Uh-huh. Fox game. Yeah, that's the game he got hurt. Of the games that I said the Lakers could win, was the Magic game, which they did. The Cavs uh-huh. game. Before they beat that. Cleveland. Uh huh. Colin Sexton did not play in that game. But oh, they beat- Listen, we we are we are out our two star players. I- no, that's okay. That's it. they lost to the Suns. Obviously, that was gonna happen. They lost to New Orleans. That was gonna happen. They lost to Philly. That was gonna happen. They, they beat Cleveland, they beat Orlando. There is nothing to praise. The, yeah, they won those two games. Then they played the Bucks. they lost to them. Then they played the Kings. That's a game I was surprised that they won, even though the Kings right yes, now, they are an eight-game losing streak. That's, that's three. Mm-hmm. You came too. Three. And, then, and then they played Brooklyn without LeBron. They the had- only game that they shot me that they won was the Brooklyn Nets game. But I do have one thing to say about the Brooklyn Nets game. If Kyrie Irving did not get ejected, I assume they would have won that game. He's too soft. Stop it, Abby. Stop I like Schroeder didn't get ejected. He's too soft. I understand Dennis Schroeder was hooping. But Kyrie, game. don't compare Dennis Schroeder to Kyrie Irving. I mean, Wait, that game? That why not? Game. Why not? Wait, hold, hold up. Why not? Hold on. Hold on. Why, can't you, why can't you? Yo, we are not comparing the individual talent. We are comparing their impact on the each team. They they try. Hold on. See, I, I you, still think I even told Chase one. I, no, I was like see, that. I was like, I was like, if the Lakers beat the Nets, I'm, I'm alive. The only game they won. Listen, beating the Raptors was nothing because the Raptors they they had worse starting five than the Lakers did at that point because all their players were out. Kyle Lowry's out. Fred Van Fleet's out. Everybody's out. Just so the only game that I was like, okay, they shocked me that they won was the Nets game. But but and I want to give them credit, but obviously. Katie, Katie, without a minutes restriction, and obviously James Harden's out, and obviously 
um, Kyrie Irving was um, sent out also. But I will still say that was shocking for them to beat them by 20-plus points. Then they lose to the Knicks, and then they play the Hornets without the same amount of players out for them. So it's the same thing. They've been teams that are basically the same level as them. One shocking game was the Nets. Simple as that. Yeah, there's no impressive. If they beat the Celtics tomorrow, if they beat Utah, even one of those games, if they beat Dallas, if they that that would be like, yo, that's shocking. Those are those are real wins. But let's give credit to the Lakers. They're number two without LeBron defensively. See, I'll give credit to the Lakers, but the way Aminder talks about him, Aminder's acting like they didn't shoot 56% from three. Listen, How? the Lakers played tr- – they none of these wins are impressive, to be honest. There you none go. of these wins yeah, are impressive. Getting, they like, lost to good teams, and they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. Like the yeah. Kings, they're supposed to beat the Kings. Magic, Cavs, they're supposed to beat these teams. The Nets, too. I was, I was shocked. Not shocked, but – I wasn't I was, really shocked. I was the, watching the game. The way they the game started. from three. Yeah, no, they they like, played very good that game. Threes, you're winning a game. Yeah, these guys usually they shoot like twenty percent from three, but they've been knocking down their shots as a recent. Ben McLemore that game went off for five threes. So yeah, our, our, Ben McLemore has been a good addition right now. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. yeah I like I I liked it. Then, I just didn't say anything because Drummond baby. And then yesterday the they beat they beat the Hornets, but let's they were playing the even team. Hornets didn't have Rozier. Malik Monk was out, Gordon Hayward's out, Lamelo Ball's out. We all know that. So you're basically even teams at that point, and they they beat them. And that's they everyone they they that they have helps them. So this is good for the Lakers. But they're sure. staring. They, they, they're staying afloat. I don't think LeBron's coming back until May. He's not coming back. I I, I don't think LeBron's coming back like around May. Mother's Day. I think, right. I mean, yeah, I give it two three weeks. There's no rush. Right now, Lakers are still. Listen, I told you the only way to not wait, reason for concern is if they dip below that seven seed, right? But they look like they're in a lock around four to five. Um, AD comes back, I think, within the next ten days. Um, Portland is nine. Uh, is Lakers are two point five games ahead of Portland. Um, See, I think the big thing the here seed. is the fact that Jamal Murray is out. Is that hey, you have leeway now? Because the Nuggets could start slipping, but I don't think the Nuggets will slip past like the playoffs. No, 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 no. no, no. But I'm saying like, but they will because it's a half game difference between four and five. Because the Nuggets are right now six games ahead of eight seed. No, they're not in the playoffs. I think Shaytan's just trying to say. I'm saying for the Lakers, it's only a half game difference. So like that, and then it's a two and a half game difference between five, uh, five and six. So yeah. at worst the Lakers could be six. At best they could be four. That I don't see amazing. anything going. I don't It'll be very see interesting. anything super crazy. All I know is if the Lakers slip anymore, that first round of the conference of uh, playoffs is going to be intense because Lakers are going to face if they're six seed, they're probably going to face either the Clippers or the Suns. But in my opinion, the top three. Um, seeds in the Western Conference are pretty much locks. Um, yep. Yeah. And what yep. order? I don't know. That order can change. But the top three are locks. I think it's going to stay in that order. How great would it be if LeBron comes back and they're the fourth seed? That would be amazing. That would be that Frank Vogel and this Lakers team was, they've won games they weren't supposed to win, and they played a fantastic. That, that's what, would, what it would take for that to happen, in my opinion. As a Lakers fan, I am completely satisfied right now at them sitting at five and being yeah. up two and a half games. Like I, I was not expecting this. After watching that first game, I forgot who they played. I thought it was the a roller coaster ride. Now. You remember Arun? Literally, last week's episode, we uh, we were actually discussing. Yo, Lakers could actually be the eighth or ninth, and they might have to play the play-in tournament. So yeah. anything is better than that happening. Um, but yeah, I'm content with what's going on. I, I just hope there's enough games for LeBron so when he comes back, he can get into that rhythm. I think when he comes back, there'll be like nine, ten games left. I hope that's enough, right? Uh, let me see. Arun, so this is, this is my biggest question now because this obviously we just got update uh, AD 10 to 14 days. And Chaitan and me have said this, he's been out since February, I think. And we constantly have seen okay, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. At what point? As a Lakers fan, even Siobhan and Aminder, at what point is it, yo, 
you guys are telling us something different. And at this point, don't risk it. Don't risk it. Yeah, like let's say, mm-hmm. let's say, let's say May comes around, right? And he still hasn't played. That means there is definitely something completely wrong here. For him to miss upwards of almost uh, ten to twelve weeks on a calf strain. I don't know. Like, if he misses that that much time, then it's best to just shut it down for the season. But I'm not okay, expecting good. that. Uh, at least you have a Wait, until, man. Until what? Like May what? So, two weeks. Okay, so let's let's just go with the timeline they gave us. They gave us on Monday ten to fourteen days. So that means he should be playing by the twenty. Let's say twenty. Second. So he should be playing against Dallas hypothetically. Or okay. worst case, it should be at home versus Sacramento. So he does. So in that case, be a good he game to play him. Yeah. He doesn't go on the road trip. Yeah. So if he doesn't play, in my opinion, in April. That mean, and they let's let's say at the end of April they say, I mean, end of April they say, yo, uh, two weeks more. At that point, bro, there's something completely wrong here. Yeah, because he's been out what since what, like midway through February. So it's been it's, at that point, it's gonna be like three months. Let me see or, what day. Let me see what game it was exactly. What day? I, him and KD went out at the same time. In any in any regular situation, I would agree with Arun. Um, if the season was regular. But because Lakers played all the way up until, you know, they were in the finals, they had the shortest break ever in between, you know. Uh, today right, Today is exactly two months since he got hurt. I'm not concerned. He can come back five games before the season ends. I'm not concerned. I just – I think they're just giving as much rest as they can to their star players because, like I said, they had 60 to 70 days between the finals and the start of the season. They've had no rest. Let's not act like Anthony Davis isn't injury prone. He's not the help. Even last playoffs, at least once every three, four games in the playoffs, bro, he went down looking like it was a serious injury and he got back up. But I, Arun, you can't tell me you didn't get a heart attack every time that man falls down. And he bro. does a lot. At one point, I was just like, yo, this man definitely faking it. Yeah, I, I remember talking to Shaytan. He went down rolling. I'm like, yo, this guy has to be faking it, bro. There's no way. And yep, of course. He, he, he's rolling around the court in pain. Two minutes later, he's up and running. And, you know, so my I, the only reason I'm not concerned, even if he doesn't come back until May, is because I think Lakers are just giving him as much rest as they can. If the yeah. Lakers were to drop down, if the Lakers were the seventh seed right now, mm-hmm. then I think they wouldn't have said 10 to 14 days. I think they would have said maybe a week. I think he's ready to go. Um, or close to ready to go. It's just that the fact that now Jamal Murray even went down. Lakers have leeway. They know they're not dropping too low. So I feel like they're just giving him a chance to rest up. As no, much as I think, I think Abby's concern is that, you know, saying ten to fourteen days is fine, right? Yeah. It's the fact that every time they give an update, it's the same update. Be like, yeah, it's gonna be ten to fourteen days. I don't is know, that I, not I, a cause of concern? I, I like you know I, what the greatest concern would be in my opinion if LeBron James plays a game before Anthony Davis. To me, like I said, that would be that would be insane. I, like, High I, ankle sprain, he comes back before a man that got hurt a month prior to him with a calf strain. That, is, to be honest, that would be insane to me. It, it's literally just because the season is it's it's different. I mean, I told you, it's just the shortest break they've ever had. Anthony Davis is not the healthiest guy alive. I just feel like they're giving him as much rest as they can. I understand. I'm all for giving LeBron. There is cause yeah. for concern, but to me, I think I think that's literally just what it is. It's just they want to rest him up. They just want to let him chill. But isn't I, that where load management comes in? You can take into consideration that hey, LeBron doesn't need that many games to get hot. But Anthony Davis, we saw, took a while to look like Anthony Davis this season. It and took his him. conditioning, his conditioning is definitely not going to be there. When his he comes free back. throw percentage was the biggest thing. In my so, like, I like, I get it. Yeah, get his conditioning in. If so, like, saying ten to fourteen days is fine, but do we know is he doing any kind of basketball activity? He's just uh, doing one-on-one drills. That's it. No, no, uh, full court, no contact yet. Or that's so you want to see him with Drummond play? Those are two big men. Oh I want to see that. I can't I, wait. I, I want to see that chemistry build. Those three on the court is going to be amazing to watch. But exactly. I want to see so, that. But 
saying 10 to 14 days and him only doing one-on-ones, right? So, like, the next update we get, he better start doing, like, you know, at least three-on-threes. You know, get someone on the court with him other than, you know, his one-on-one. Because you want to start seeing progression of, like, you know, his conditioning get his conditioning get increased because he, he can play all the one-on-one he wants, but when he get, comes play full court, he's not going to go straight from one-on-one to full court. So yeah, 10 to 14 days is fine, but there has to be some sort of progression in his conditioning before we can say, yeah, no, Anthony, this is not a concern. Well, that update I gave you, that was like two evaluations ago. I don't know. I'm trying to find something of this recent evaluation, and I'm not finding anything, what they're doing. So I think he has to start contact practice soon and yeah. start getting into the flow because his conditioning is my biggest concern. I, if, the, if they come back, like Jaython said, uh, the first home game against the Raptors, I think that still leaves like eight, nine games. So I'm hoping everybody will be everybody will be back before that uh, Raptors game or uh, on that Raptors game. I hope everyone's back because the season is coming to a end. Yeah, because as of April 30th, there would be 10 games left in the Lakers schedule. Yeah. And uh, you need some games to get that, you know, timing down and conditioning and chemistry, too. We got some new players. I, 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 I hear all what you guys are saying, but I just think. The chemistry, in my opinion, it's there. Um, might they have might have not played for a little while, and adding drum into the mix does make it a little more complicated. But I'm not stressing. There, there's legitimate no concern for me about anyone in the West, you know, beating the Lakers. I'm just concerned about uh, Brooklyn. But they have several rounds, even in the playoffs, for them to get that chemistry built and to get that conditioning in, it, and yeah, they'll be ready to go. I don't think the concern is chemistry because. Yeah, you have uh, one of the greatest. Well, Drummond is a big addition, in my opinion. Yeah, you gotta have. Is, but you have one like of the greatest things. basketball minds on the court. I don't think chemistry is ever going to be an issue. It's going to be the conditioning, and we know Anthony Davis took a little while to get conditioned. Yeah, chemistry. Drummond's not even going to be shooting the ball, or we don't even need him for offense. Anytime you add another player to a team like that, you know it, it does change it up a little. But that's what I'm saying. Chemistry is not a concern. As for conditioning, they got conditioning in the first round. The second, the semi-conference, the conference mm-hmm. finals. So I'm not worried about that. I think the addition of Drummond ends any chances that Utah had to potentially beat them, because yeah. Gobert was a huge advantage over whoever the Lakers would start. So no, I, I think Drummond now, obviously Denver was the most skilled. They had the most skilled big man, obviously, but now he doesn't have Robin, as in Jamal Murray. So it doesn't matter about his advantage or whatever, even with Drummond, Drummond on the court. Drummond is huge, man. Drummond I did is not know he was that huge. big. People, got, people didn't watch him in Detroit. I did not watch they him. They were garbage. And nobody was watching him in Cleveland because they were even more garbage. But now, <laughs> but now you get to see Andre Drummond, the man with the most 2020 games since he's coming to the league. He is, in my opinion, probably the best rebounder in, in the game right now. Get me, get me hyped up. Get me hyped up. Yeah, I remember – uh, I remember him coming out of Utah. And one trio on the court. Look at all that size on the court, bro. That's I missed and the Matt size. Lamore is a real he's a shooter. shooter. He's streaky, oh. but he's a real shooter. He better play over Wesley Matthews. Bro. I would rather have Ben McLemore right now over Danny Green. Yeah. Damn. Okay, yeah. I like that. People may not be watching Ben McLemore. People may not be watching. Listen, he was really that. high. He was highly touted out of Kansas. People thought he could be a star, but obviously he didn't have all the other stuff to his game. He was a shooter, and that's exactly what he is. His he shooting is stroke is shooter. beautiful. And if the he's making he... shots right now, listen, bro. And he plays defense. AD. When you get AD on the court with LeBron James, and then you got – now you got two shooters, two pure shooters with KCP, and now you have Macklemore. Caruso can hit some shots. Wesley Matthews, I, I think he is – He's trying, but he's he's hurt sometimes. I think he's reaching the point he's of old. his he's getting old. Yeah, best way to praise he's getting old. Um Dennis Shooter, he's not really a shooter, but he can make some shots. But in my opinion, THT, he's really like he can do everything. He's not really a shooter, but he can do everything. Um, but in terms of pure shooting, now the Lakers have 
KCP, who has been shooting amazing recently, and then obviously now you have Macklemore. So LeBron, AD, Drummond, Shooter, one Mark of them. Markeith is uh, he's uh, Markeith was huge for us last postseason. This man hit. And he threw the ball big out of bounds after big threes. <laughs> Nah, he hit very a lot of threes, a lot of crucial threes. Oh, you were pissed. Don't lie. Yeah, but you know, he's he's a good player. I like him. Sorry. All right. I think I think we've sucked the Lakers enough. Nah, nah, nah more. No, 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 no. We have many times when playoffs comes around, we're gonna have a Laker episode probably. It's yeah. a Laker game. So, Laker. so this, in my opinion, now is the best, biggest conversation, <laughs> best conversation we could potentially have, and that is now. Because we all assume Denver will fall. The MVP. Jokic has not missed a single game. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. He has not missed a single game. People are saying Embiid now has a chance, even though he has missed 18 games already. And he likely will miss more because back-to-backs or load management, whatever you want to call it. LeBron, obviously, he is officially probably can't have it because obviously he's not going to be playing for a long time. Um, Dame Lillard, they've been losing. I don't think he has a chance anymore. Luca, seventh seed. I don't think he has a chance anymore. Giannis, that man. People may not notice that man hasn't played in a minute, so he's been out. And Brooklyn, James Harden had a case, and now James Harden obviously he's gonna be gone for a long time. So it looks like Jokic is a clear front runner, but there are two names. One that I have yet to hear, and it's complete blasphemy that his name is not being mentioned. It's complete nonsense. I know. The second name. And the second person, I understand he probably won't get it, but MVP. If you told me to pick an MVP of this season, I know, but I know both of the players he's talking about right now. He should be up there. Mm. One is in the West, one is in the East. The person in the West is Chris fucking Paul. This man, the Suns have the second best record, not in the West, in the NBA. In the NBA, the Suns were the laughing stock. There, there are two teams that have been the laughing stock of our. Decade, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns were garbage for since Devin Booker was there. They all they did basically was add one player. They had DeAndre Ayton last year. They had Mikhail Bridges last year. They had Devin Booker last year, and they added Jay Crowder. And don't give me start with Jay Crowder. He is a good role player. That's all he is. You had Chris Paul, year one. Bruh, you got your 38 and 15. You beat Utah. You swept Utah. You swept the Lakers. I understand, obviously, I don't want 80 didn't play in either of those games. So, but I'm just saying that. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Nuggets. They've been every team. And this man is not in the MVP conversation. It's blasphemy. Crazy. And people want to say numbers. I got one, I got two words to say. Steve Nash. I knew it. Simple as that. He won two MVPs. Not one, but two. And last time I heard, it's called MVP. Not most amazing numbers. Not MAP. It's MVP. And we've seen this for years. He went to Houston, and they almost beat the unbeatable Golden State Warriors. The man got hurt. It's sad. He got hurt. And then Golden State went on to the finals. James Harden looked lost without him. Simple as that. They couldn't make a single three. I think they missed 17 straight threes, whatever the hell that record was. He goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. He had, they had no business being in the playoffs. And look what they did. They went to the playoffs, and they almost beat the Houston Rockets in game seven, but they couldn't pull it off. And now he's in Phoenix, and look what he and them are doing. And by the way, he's 35 years old. I just want to say that. And now before you guys go, the other guy is our own hometown. Obviously, we're not in New York. New York, but they're very dear to all of us. I know Siobhan's from Queens. I know Arun's from Queens, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The New York Knicks, Julius Randle. The man is a freaking monster. And you talk about MVP? You take him off this team. They are the worst team in the NBA. It's not even close. What Julius Randle is doing is if Zion Williamson becomes Julius Randle, he has had a successful number one overall pick career, in my opinion. Wow. Oh. Julius Randle, if people are not noticing, this man has zero weakness in his game. And this is what you call years and years and years of work. 
He could not shoot outside five feet in Kentucky. He could not. Oh, the Lakers and Arun, you can yeah. attest to that. This man could mm-hmm. not shoot outside. Of, this man made seven threes in a game this season. He's yeah. shooting 35% plus from three. He's averaging double digit rebounds. He's Love scoring it. 20 plus points a game. You can't even name me this roster. And they are potentially the top four seed in the Eastern Conference with a new head coach. Those are the two names that should be at least in the mix. But Chris right. Paul should be the MVP this season. I don't give a shit. Abby, else. right now, the Knicks are, I think the Knicks are eighth. Eight yeah. seed, eighth? Right? They're eighth, but look at the difference. Yeah, the there's no four. difference. There's not much of a difference. Yeah. Um, two games, that's it. I mean, speaking of Julius Randle, he is a more th- more athletic Zebo. Yes, and it, it's, that's a good that's a good comp. And it's crazy to think where how far he's come, because I love the pick when um the Lakers picked him up. I was like, yeah, no, this is like a guy you want on your team. He's a double double machine because that's what he is out of Kentucky. He's clearly won a double double machine, but he's actually a triple double machine because his mm-hmm. passing game is on point. He can stretch the floor. I th- I. I wanted him play next to LeBron. So when uh when the Lakers when he went, yeah, yeah. back in Lakers World, got that him. was 2016? 18, 18. 18, 18. Um back in 2018 when the Lakers signed him, I was like, yo, they gotta keep Julius Randle. Because Julius Randle was my favorite Laker. Uh, other than Kobe, obviously. But uh I love watching him play. But uh I, I so can see who do you think so? Do you think Jokic should win or what's gonna happen? So give me your thoughts. Who should be in the conversation? That's not. And who do you think is going to win? In my opinion, if Chris, if somehow the Phoenix Suns get to the number one overall seed in the West yeah. and Chris Paul is not with MVP, bro, you should just give her this award. I, I want Chris Paul to win the MVP. What's likely to happen is, is Joel Embiid wins the MVP. Bro, it's, I can't. I can't. No matter how much I love that man, 20-plus games missed, I'm sorry. I, he's going to miss I more think, games. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird because I – He's right now second on the odds on FanDuel to win the MVP, even after he's missed. I think he's missed. 18, 18, 18, he's missed eighteen games already. Eighteen, right? Yep. So even with that, I think it's just. I think voters are just gonna see it as like, yeah, we've come to an era where you know players aren't playing eighty-two games anymore, and they're just gonna be like, okay, you know, they're still the one seed. Or they're tied. They're gonna be tied for for. Uh, they're tied for the first seed right now. They're gonna be like, okay, he's the one seed, this and that. But yeah, no, Chris Paul should easily be in this conversation. He should have been in this conversation for the last ten years, if we're being honest here. Chris Paul hasn't had a top five MVP finish since what? Pro- I'm I'm assuming it's the Clippers. I thought it was New Orleans. But, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was I was thinking it was New Orleans, but I feel like he had a top – he had to have a top five finish. He could have. He could have. Uh, we, we would have to look that up, yeah. We'd have to look it up, but he hasn't had – so that's been what? It's been seven years probably since he's finished top five in the MVP voting. If we're being honest, he's a, a top 10 MVP player for the last 15 years. Okay, Arun. Arun, what do you think? What do you think? What are your thoughts on Jokic yeah, uh, okay. and what? Who do you think should be in this conversation, and who do you think is going to potentially win it? Well, the two Titans, Embiid, LeBron, done. Yeah. But Jokic is definitely my favorite to win MVP right now. He's having a career year in points, averaging twenty six, the most in his career. A career year in rebounds, eleven boards, and also a career year. And assists. So he's killing it this season. He has taken the load offensively and has just excelled his team to a whole different level. So it, it has to be Jokic. And what what was he there sitting that? They're at the there are four right now. Yeah, and with Murray down and earlier in the season, lots of people were down and he still he was still hooping. So it has to be Jokic. It can't be another player like it should, Chris Paul should definitely be in the conversation, but we all know he won't be at all. He he will not get his uh his just you know, accol- yeah he he just won't. Um, but another name is Damian Lillard. I think they're too far into the standings right now. That's the uh, thing. Yeah, succeed. they've been losing. They haven't been a single good team in a while. Yeah, him or Luca. But right now, 
I, I got to give the edge to Jokic. I think he, he's the favorite to win MVP. I, I, I don't see Embiid winning it either. Hold on. Before Reminder goes, Reminder. correct me if I'm wrong, but the media isn't a big fan of Chris Paul, are they? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, like, don't I feel so. like this uh, is... I don't know. I know I players like... have a certain type of feeling about him because of his like antics sometimes on the court. Nah, he does Chris flop Paul. a lot. Chris but, Paul but... is uh people respect him in the media. Yeah. For sure. I, I would hope so because it, if that's the reason he hasn't been getting the MVP voting, that's just petty as hell. It's just the numbers, you know. He's not leading the league in scoring. He's not leading he's averaging the league. sixteen and nine assists. But in that case, like I was talking to Abby about this yesterday, is like how the NFL has you know, we have the most valuable player, and then we have like the best offensive player. Yeah. Right? So, if we're talking about best offensive player right now, Joker's having the best offensive season because he's averaging nearly a triple double. But we're talking yeah. about valuable players. We have to, like, if we were, if this reward, if the award was split, I feel like people would be more willing to vote for Chris Paul. It should be right now. Chris Paul one, Jokic two, Julius Randle three. That's what it should be, in my opinion, as of right now. And yeah. if it was, and if the award was split into most valuable player, and most outstanding offensive player, it would have easily been Chris Paul one, Julius Randle two. Like that. That's how much of an impact they have on their team winning right now. All right, let's go to let's go to Aminder. Aminder, what do you think about this conversation? Um. I, I think that Joker is going to be a number one. He should be. And what's the remaining list? I have to check it. Like right now on like FanDuel, if you're using odds, Joel Embiid is two. Um, I would have to – who is – can any, someone check with three, four, and five are? I think Luca's probably in there. Dean Lillard's probably in there. and um, Probably in there, no? Who? Giannis. Giannis could be in there too, but yeah, he but he's missed like I think like six straight games now around there. Um. Yeah, I would honestly just give it a Joker this season. It was it's gonna be Joker. All right. Here's the here's the. That's list. pretty much as simple as it's gonna get. CP. I don't know. He's too far. I don't even. CP yeah. should be in the conversation, man. They're doing him dirty. Yeah, so yeah. the thing is, this obviously this is one of the weirdest um, MVP races we've ever had. Yep. Our top two. You know that we had locked in, both got injured. Um, but now here's where here's where it gets a little interesting, though. Um, if Denver starts to slip and they fall to the seventh seed, eighth mm-hmm. seed, the runner-up, as you said, is Joel Embiid, who's missed just as much game. Uh, has has missed eighteen games. You've said. Yep. As of right now, eighteen, and yeah. we pretty and we are sure he's gonna miss more. Okay, yeah, and we're sure he's gonna miss more, right? So now, if Denver falls to that seventh, eighth seed. Do you give it to Joker, who's, you know, the, who's not, whose team is not doing that well? Obviously, Murray's gone down, but do you give it to a player? Or do you give it to Joker when his team isn't performing well, or if, do you if give the it to Nuggets Embiid? fall under five? There's no way in hell he's going to win the MVP. Or do you Sadly. give it to Embiid that yeah, he has such a great impact on his team. His his team is top three in the in their conference, but he's missed twenty plus games. Who exactly. It, because, and, and if that happens, um, a precedent, a new precedent will be sent. Why has, well, or why isn't Donovan Mitchell in this mix? Just that, that's another name. Top- Listen, all I've heard ever in the NBA is number one seed, best player, can they get the MVP? So uh, why the, isn't the, yeah. the top two? The top two obviously are Joker and Embiid, right? But after the top two, the next. Giannis, um, LeBron, all these people are long shots of winning. When you have Donovan Mitchell here, who's not even mentioned, but he has a career high in points, 26.5 points per game, career high in assists, 5.3 assists, and he's tied for a career high in total rebounds. He's playing phenomenal. His team is the first seed with the best record in the league, I think. Yeah, Yeah. holy. Um. When does he start to come into the picture of this playoff talk? Because we know Denver is going to slip in the con- uh, in the seating. We know that uh, Embiid is going to miss more games. We know that the third, fourth, and fifth, Giannis, um, LeBron James, whoever else, Donovan, uh, I'm not Donovan, uh, Luca, are have almost literally no shot of winning. When does Donovan Mitchell come into MVP talks? 
because he his team is doing phenomenal and he's just the head of that team. I really um, don't understand. To your point, I don't understand this MVP at all. If LeBron James came back tomorrow and he played the rest of the season, he would win MVP. Probably, yeah. It, it's just, it's it's just this is the weirdest run we've ever had, MVP race we've ever had, that I can remember. Um, but I think Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, if Joker, if the Nuggets slip to below the under 60, five, I think I think five is. I think the the, the media will give him a pass. Like for five because yeah, obviously Jamal Murray flip below six or below, I think Donovan Mitchell should get the MVP. Even though he is, I don't even see him in the odds. If yeah, if yeah, Embiid misses right. twenty games, he will have missed almost thirty percent of the season. Right now, um, Donovan Mitchell is a plus ten thousand. That's yeah. insane. That's okay. insane. Put ten bucks on him. Yo, seriously. It's worth it. But if you think about it, like, let's talk about MVP. Uh, Last year's MVP was Giannis. That was... And why was he MVP? He was MVP because best record, best best player on the best team. So what the hell is going on here? And the same goes the year before that. He won the MVP for the same exact reason. Right? Mm-hmm. If LeBron stayed healthy, and well, LeBron never run. If COVID didn't strike, LeBron was going to be the best player on the best team, and he would have probably taken the MVP from Giannis, right? Yep. Again, best player on best team. Uh, Steph Curry, the years he's won MVP, best player on the best team. Why is it the small I think market? The reason I think the reason why people may give it to. Embiid is because he was basically the MVP. It was him or LeBron. People said it was him as the MVP before he got hurt. So if he comes back and since he came back already and now he's going to be playing probably a majority of the rest of the season, then they'll be like, okay, he was the MVP. It was him or LeBron. LeBron likely is not going to come back till almost postseason time. So he rightfully deserves it. That's the only explanation that makes sense to me. I, I don't think so because, yeah, he hasn't been there for how many games? You said 18 games? He's missed 18 games so far. And yet they're still the first seed in their first seed in their conference. Yeah, I yeah I don't I, I don't disagree at all. So it's just – of course he has a huge impact. It puts them from a good team without Embiid to an excellent team with Embiid, right? But I, I, I actually I don't even know where I'm going with this, dude. I don't even know how to – I can't. I think this is simple. If I take Chris Paul off of Suns and we restart this season, and Chris Paul is not on the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns are not even a playoff team. That, that's why, Abby, I am not shocked. On I, 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 ha, I cannot really clearly tell you if Denver does drop in seeding. I, they, they can give it to Chris. Uh, they can give it to Kawhi Leonard, and I won't even. I, I wouldn't even have an object. I just don't know how this is going to play out. This is the worst MVP run we've ever had, or MVP race we've ever had. And I think it's, it's it's strange because we don't know what the media is thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, they come up with these, like, okay, Giannis, the last two years, right? He's a small market player. We, He's not highly televised. If you guys remember in the bubble when they're playing those playoff games, he was playing the 1 o'clock games. Why is the quote-unquote the new next face of your NBA playing day games? Right, and we got to see what Donovan Mitchell was, even though we only saw it for seven games against Denver. He's more exciting to watch sometimes than Giannis. Like if if that's what's bothering, if that's what's swaying like the NBA voters, be like, yeah, you know, he plays for a small market. He's not, you know, quote unquote face of the franchise. I'm like, yeah, uh, face of the NBA. Like, yeah, you guys treated Giannis like that last two years, and none of us see him as the face of the NBA. Like, give Donovan Mitchell his due. He's he doesn't deserve to be that far below in the MVP rankings. He's he should have a top three finish. It's just strange that you know Giannis got this small market treatment because they wanted him to stay in Milwaukee, but now you have another small market player who's 
on who's the best player on the best team, and you're not you're, you're treating him like he doesn't exist. Pretty much, yeah. But there you have it. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell should be number two in my opinion. Um, the fact that he's plus ten thousand odds, I suggest everyone here throw in 10, 15 bucks on them, like I just did. And you never know. Well, I think, yeah, I think that sums up what's going on in the league right now. Obviously, Jamal Murray's news was the biggest, I think, impact right now in the NBA. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before we end, I okay, just want to ask you guys. So, Jamal Murray tore an ACL, right? Yeah. There's a player on the Nets who just tore this ACL earlier in the season, and he's expected to come back before the season, uh, before the playoff start. Oh, that's yeah. a partial tear. But oh, that's, so yeah, I was going to say that. There, there, oh, that okay, was a okay, partial gotcha. tear. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. I was surprised to hear that because then, like, in that case. Well, I'm the, the Nets. There's no way in hell Spencer didn't really play a single game for me this season. Yeah, they no. don't even need him. So yeah, What's why the in the world would I risk? He's my he's the asset I have for next season to trade or do something with or keep him. Yeah, me and you went over those uh thing. Uh, the three scenarios that could happen is he comes back, gets hurt again, and he instead of a partial tear, he just completely tears it. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, right. Yeah. The second option is he comes back and plays poorly. Well, you just dropped his value. Exactly. And the the scenario that we don't see is him coming back playing well because how he's a ball you, dominant guard. Yeah, where do you fit in? In my opinion, <laughs> you don't even let him play. You wait till next season and you try to trade him as quick as you can. Yo, seriously, because without giving him any real play time on the net, he's a ball dominant guard. He needs the ball in his hand. He's he's pretty much a less talented Kyrie Irving. He needs the ball in his hands. That's the only way he's gonna make plays. I don't know if you guys have just seen um, this Philly and uh, Brooklyn game, but they're chanting uh, "KD sucks." Uh, <laughs> I love it. I would not spark anything. I would uh, not. Yo, that MB just put up 30. You just you just beat the Nets wait, without wait, any of the players. Wait, 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 whoa, KD's not even playing. He's not. The hell are they screaming KD sucks There's for? There's no that? reason yo. for them to this this win was meaningless. KD didn't knows, play. Harden didn't play. Blake Griffin didn't play. Lamar Sauls didn't play. And Kyrie didn't play in the fourth quarter. Arun's a Philly sports fan. He knows. Listen, man, you just you just you're just asking for trouble at that point. Philly fans are the craziest fans in the world. They're the worst, bro. Bro, they are toxic as hell. Especially well, the Eagles. I, remember when we went to that baseball they almost, game? My, yeah. my shirt. Yeah, you wore a Kobe shirt. I mean, a Lakers shirt. They're about to jump you. <laughs> I think the, the funniest I've seen was um, NFL clips whenever Eli goes to Philly. That shit, yo, they were toxic as hell. <laughs> my favorite one is you. That's the craziest. Well, Philly and Boston. But I, I hate Boston fans. Yeah. Boston fans are just racist. Yeah, yo, Philly fans, when Eli used to come into town, just be all you'd hear is you ain't Peyton. <laughs> that shit had me rolling. All right, guys, uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah, Wraps all right, up. guys, wait, that wraps I, wait, up. I got, I got something. Go ahead. You, you know who doesn't get enough credit? Lute Dort has been killing it on Lute Thunder. Yeah, 42 yesterday. <laughs> no that way. man is killing it. What the hardest stopper? The yep. hardest stopper. <laughs> I uh, I was reading all the comments on the uh, his forty two point um game like the highlights. Everyone's like, "Yo, Harden's daddy be dropping points." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he deserves a shout out. There you go. We got him a shout out. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this episode. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace out. <laughs>